Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What are you talking about? He's got seven points in his last five games, not including the one that we're watching right now. So that's still pretty good. Maybe not his best start ever. Oh, best start ever. Maybe. But what do I know? Are you ready? Are you kidding me? That's what? Yeah, every so often it happens that Ryan is right. 100% right. Not even a little bit right. Tucker Pullman, two points last game. No kidding. My man. Hey, neither does me running shirtless, but that turned out very well. It so. did. <laughs> Welcome to the PP1 podcast. Oh, you know it's for reals. It is for reals. We did a cold open. I haven't done one of those. A Nikolai cold open. The Nikolai cold open. It's yeah. been a minute. It has throwback been back to, to season one. Better, I mean, we're gonna call it better times for the show, not better times for the Canucks. Be- better times for both. Ha- have we ever been this far up in the standings? Yes, during our actually, entire tenure. Oh, okay. During the show, I just thought in general because yes, the Canucks have been this far up in the standings. Have they though? Yes. Twenty eleven was a great like year. 2011. No, sorry, during the during the course of our show. Oh, okay. Is no. this the best start that this is the best start they've had as well? I just feel that by us hitting five, they are giving us a high five and saying, We're gonna keep you guys going. We're gonna mm-hmm. put you on our backs. Canucks playing right now versus San Jose. First period's just ending. Canucks are up four nothing. Four score this, and seven years is this ago. The most games above five hundred that we've been in the duration of this show? That's a great question. Because they're not way above 500, but they're they're a, they're a many more they're about to be. They're about to be if knock knock on wood. This is full. They're about wood. to be five games above 500. When I do this, it sounds like metal, so it must not be wood. I don't yeah. know. I... So for the first time in a long time, some positivity. Uh, for the first time in the history of this show, we're we're in the midst of a positive season. It's pretty exciting stuff. And we don't need guests to make that happen. <laughs> no, but we're gonna have guests. <laughs> we're gonna have we're gonna have guests, but it, we don't we don't need guests to to make this a more positive experience. Also, if in case you're wondering for the audio version, this is the PP One Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network, DraftKings promo code THPN. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, throw that uh, THPN in there, get some cheddar, make it happen. Go win, go win mm-hmm. some, go win some bets. Not with my advice, but go win some bets. Cause and if there's cheddar to be getting and you use code THPN, mm. you're also helping us out, which pays for this podcast, which is cheddar-ish. I don't know. It's helpful, though. I mean, so. it's it. there's enough money coming in that I can buy the big block of cheese at Costco and not have to worry about things. I mean, I guess I kind of have to share half with you, though. So, mm-hmm. so. Uh, I've just recently upgraded from buying corn chips to buying paprika bugles even did you did, were you allowed to buy bugles did you like the bugles no no i mean i liked you know i like every kid stacking the claws. them or no the stacking claws them? yeah stacking them like yeah because you bugle and a bugle and a bugle oh i just did the claws and then like guess i would just do the claws and like wah, 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 wah. yeah i mean that was cool too if you wanted to have mm. bugle fingers like and it, usually the cheddary bugles and Vancouver has just scored again. Okay, so it's now five nothing for the Vancouver Canucks, and I believe it was Ilya Mikheyev. This is like the longest I'm watching on the interweb. Play here. 
I'm watching on the interweb and uh, wow. it looks like I'm a little behind on my feed. So we're going to throw that back under the screen in a little bit and maybe do a, a watch party. I hear people are doing that. We haven't really done one of those because we, we have families. <laughs> a watch party for us would be just like, hey, are you watching the game? Yeah, I'm watching the game. That's about as the extent of a watch party. So sorry, Hockey Podcast Network. When we can make one of these happen, we promise we'll, we'll do it justice. That being said, uh, most of the time, by the time we get to watch a game, it's, you know, th- second, third period in likely. So it doesn't mm-hmm. usually work in our in our favor. So um, we do have lots to talk about, though. Lots of good Canucks things to talk about. Uh, if you guys saw that I labeled this episode Protect Your Neck, that is a Wu-Tang Clan reference. Wu-Tang is for the children. Yeah. So we'll make sure we have a little Wu-Tang. Yeah, that works. We'll uh, okay. we'll, we'll have some Wu-Tang to float out this episode today we got to talk about our boys uh pd miller and quinn and i mean obviously brock besser is absolutely tearing it up things are going well in the standings portion of things the power play is looking really good for our vancouver canucks we're going to talk about saturday night and the non-call we're going to talk about tyler myers <laughs> and how I, I apparently tyler myers needs to stay as a vancouver canuck and we may debate that goaltending's looking great and the ottawa senators apparently are a tire fire regardless of who owns the team because even with new owners they're still being punished so we're going to talk about that but uh i'm going to try to make i'm going to try to make the hockey game work for us on on this here your this browser has paused resume playback i'm giving you all the i don't want sound I, I don't want sound. That's too much. So, Ted, I don't know if you've checked the standings for the Vancouver Canucks in the, the individual category. Elias Pettersson's doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, last I checked, um, Elias Pettersson is, how do you say it, good at hockey? Yeah. Very good at hockey. Um, there we having go. himself a season. He's got another point tonight. I don't know if it's been updated yet. He was in on that goal. So uh, I don't know if he has two points tonight or just one. But yeah, Quinner's, having, him, having himself a year. Quinner's up, up there. To 16 top points in the season. Yeah, five goals, 11 assists. If he's got two more assists in this game, then we're going to be up to 12. So he could be up 17, 18 points and plus seven already. Uh, yeah, man. Bonkers. He's just, he looks he looks good. I think even just on this pass, the 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 the, the shitty t- puck that he took onto his stick before making the play in the offensive zone before it inevitably finds, uh, I think it was to Kuzmenko, yeah, finds Mikheyev for the back of the net, like just filthy, filthy, filthy hands. So I don't know. He's a bad, bad man. Did you see that? Speaking of bad men, did you see that Brock Besser like absolute laser beam off the boards for Miller, like the the good old uh, Sedin uh, slingshot move? Oh, did he? Oh, Absol- I love that. That's, absolutely I mean, wires it. I remember the first time it happened. Yeah, we're like, okay. I think, was it Shorthouse or if it was? Yeah. And it just changed the game. Yeah, just like, ridiculous. Like, okay, we're not worthy. Like, the Canucks are, I mean, they're in San Jose tonight. It's a later start. There's not a lot of fans in the building. Um, before we came historically on. Historically bad team. Historically. Before we came on the air, actually. So I was waiting for you to come in. So I'm watching the game. Had the sound on. And there's like a very much lack of, of people in the building. It's so quiet that I actually heard like a couple talking like 10 rows up in the lower bowl about like their plans for Thanksgiving in the States. And apparently <laughs> like the guys, like the guy's sister, right. like, you know, husband and wife are talking. The guy's sister apparently is like a real tire fire. And, you know, she, the wife doesn't want her to come to Thanksgiving this year. So I'm picking up on this whole conversation because, you know, you can basically hear the entire rink. So, um, I feel bad for you, the man. The good like, thing family, for that guy, though, you got a family. Yeah, the good thing for that guy, though, is it's not like he's going to get exposed. No, right? because there's a very high chance that any of the people that he knows and his family also not watching the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's a safe space, I think, for him. So, but I tell yeah, you, like a, the missus, the missus was uh, reaming into him. So I do feel bad. I hope your Thanksgiving goes well, sir. I, I didn't hear that. I'm going to have to. I would like to just to see that. I, I like seeing other people's domestic disputes. That's, yeah, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> I'm, not sure a, I'm not a big fan of promo- <laughs> promoting personal ones. I don't I don't think that's what people want. If you guys want to comment along uh, in the group chat here, feel free to comment on YouTube and Facebook. I don't think the Twitter chat quite works, but we're sure our good buddy Elon will figure that out at some point. So 
Yeah, our Canucks are looking really good. Quinn Hughes, I think, up to three points tonight. I don't know if he got a point on that last goal. Um, and that's only the first period. So things are already yeah. looking pretty good. So Quinn Hughes just Crazy. looks it's like... That looks like a pretty undisciplined Sharks team, too. So it could get real ugly here. Well, didn't I... Just because I was watching the football game prior, oh, they're going to go on a break unless they score, and I'm a little delayed here. Um, I saw that uh, the Canucks already had like a two-man... or a. Yeah, was it like a two-man advantage to like start the game pretty much? So that's probably yeah, really I, I actually didn't watch that. All I said they converted it on what was three opportunities, three power play opportunities, yeah. like that. Oh, wired off the post. Man, this game's gonna get a hand. Any predictions? Just because we already know it's crazy, but like does it get out of hand out of hand, or do they stop at like eight? Like it's already out of hand, right? It's five nothing. I know, but do they just keep it going and like, you know, go to eight? Is it going to get out of hand or is it going to like out of hand? Out yeah. Of hand? I don't think it's going to get out Jackie of hand. Jackie Studnika is going to be on the first power play. Yeah. I think. They yeah, be- exactly. Maybe, maybe two more. I don't see talk. It's old school. I don't think he just continues to just yeah. put his foot on the gas. This is a struggling team. Everybody knows it. So right. yeah, I, I, I think I, w- I would imagine that the, the Hoaglanders of the world, the Studnika is, you know, seeing Suter on a power play. Maybe I, I think you're going to look at trying to get some other guys. Friedman Friedman gets first line minutes as a center. Yeah. I mean, we just had what we got (laughs) Quinn at uh, 22 a night, 25, uh, 20, 25 and 25. I know that PD had a 25 minute game versus the Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these guys are logging minutes. They're going to have to continue to log big minutes. So anytime that there's some level of blowout that's happening like this, probably need to get your, your bottom six guys there. man they are just absolutely torching them quinn hughes i think just had like a two-on-one there it's bad this is good for the canucks too. so yeah good for the canucks we're gonna get into the neck guard thing in a second here uh pd had a hat trick last mm-hmm. game against the nashvillians and he's just yeah man it's like all of the guys that need to be going are just everybody's just picking up you know picking up the bag and taking it with them Every single one of these yeah. guys, like all of them. I haven't seen a Canucks team like this that, I mean, even on the loss on Saturday, as frustrating as that was, like I remember turning the TV off. I'm like, yeah, but that was a fun game. <laughs> like it was, it was, you know, yeah. like when was the last time you were, I remember it was the Sedins last year. Um, I had one tickets to go see the Sharks and Canucks Hockey Night in Canada. And I think the Canucks lost like 5-3 or 4-3 or something. And it was close. Fans were going crazy. It was like the first exciting game in months. And we were walking back to the hotel. And I'm like, did you have fun? Addison's like, yeah, Dad, that was a ton of fun. I'm like, that's messed up. I'm like, because this team's awful. And yet, here we are now. Like, we've gone through a lot of awful. And maybe this team is, like, for real. Like, maybe. The- uh, well, I mean, hey, let's just. Be happy where we're at right now so, before we say the team is for real. What does for real even mean with this squad? So here's what I think, Ted. And a, I, I feel like that's a big statement for real. What is? What are they? So I'm going to tell you what they are. Next year, okay. as we both found out this morning, Taylor Swift is coming to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And um, here's what I think. One of those games or one of those concerts next year in December, uh, she's going to call the Canucks onto the stage as a group. And I don't know how they're going to make this work, but they're going to bring the Stanley Cup on the stage with Taylor. And it's going to be so awesome to have the Canucks of Taylor Swift all in one spot celebrating a championship at BC Place. That's that's how real I think this team is. Uh, like, I'm not going to lie to you. I just had to take my hoodie off and I kind of missed uh, what you were talking about. <laughs> Something about Taylor Swift and they're going to win and play at the same time. And the Stanley Cup is going to be on the stage with the Canucks and Taylor Swift at the same time. I mean, that would be... For one of those concerts. I'm not sure which we're, one. What are we, we're a year away from the T-Swift concert now? Mm-hmm. Just over. Yeah. So they've got time to win a Stanley Cup, bring the cup back months <laughs> later, you know, midway through By the season. She'll be, she'll be broken up with Travis Kelsey. I mean, maybe she'll eye herself a JT Miller. No, married. Maybe a Pedersen. Is Brock Besser, is Brock Besser married? Maybe or she did? likes Italians. Maybe she's into Di Giuseppe. Oh, Interesting, spaghetti. Oh, maybe she likes maybe she likes tall boys. My- Myers yes. is married though. Oh, okay. and he has kids, so that's okay. Well, yeah, 
we won't go there. That's that's a little bit. It's a little bit stepping over the edge. So yeah, that's where I think this team is. I I think there's there's a lot to believe in so far on this team. And I mean, how many world you know how many teams top end teams have they played so far? Would you say? Because uh, I mean, the two Oilers games. I mean, they've played they've played the Oilers twice. They played. I would say Florida is a pretty good team, a good squad. I would say the Rangers, obviously. Yeah. It's not like they've been facing a bunch of world beaters, but I think, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, would you say they're, they're over, they're, they're, they're overperforming or they're, they're outperforming their, their expectations based on the, some of their parts for this roster. So are they, say they're kind of right where they need to be. So are they PDOing is what you're trying to get at? Yeah, sure. They're as, what did they say? PDO hell of a drug. So I'm not sure where the Canucks PDO is at right now, but I'm sure it's well over like 105. So it's tough to say though. Maybe yeah. this maybe this team's legitimate enough where we get like kind of like that first year against St. Louis with like Nazan and Bertuzzi. Remember that one? Like that kind of season where like they eventually get the they upper hand, the, the sixth squad in the first round. Yeah, where it's you know they're it's a it's a struggle, but they have a team that can win that round. That was also an Anson Carter year, wasn't it? I, nope. I like it's a no. Okay, it's a so. it's a funny year, right? Like I think this team is obviously outperforming expectations, and I think that like them being so bought into the Tocket structure and, mm-hmm. and, and what he's asking them to do on the day to day and a shift by shift is is really covering up any deficiencies that they have right now in terms of roster construction, which has been such a big issue for for this squad for <laughs> at least the entirety of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're getting good contributions too from some 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 unlikely sources. People are starting to get healthy. Um, you know, Lafferty was a nice ad. I, I think that you know you've got a guy like Bovillier who's playing a little lower down, who's somewhat I feel like somewhat miscast, but he's in there forechecking because he can skate and. But he's he's you know, being used properly now, and like they're and using these guys properly. They're using them properly, like all of them. That's the thing, right? I mean, you know, uh, well, except for maybe Bovillier, but I said you know, earlier, he's just somewhat miscast on this squad. Right. But yeah, I think there's, there's the guys who, who have been struggling, which is like the Myers and the, you know, the jewel sins of the world and those guys. And, and they're just doing a really good, really good job of sort of keeping guys like Hoaglander and Mikheyev and, and, you know, we're, we, we haven't even, we haven't even seen Teddy Bluger yet. Right. Like there's, you're right. Guys are sitting in the proper spots. They're, they're playing in accordance to team structure. Six nothing. Ooh. Yeah, they're playing in accordance to team structure, and I think it's covering up any issues that they do have at the moment. So eventually, they're going to start to run into. I'm not going to say the clock's going to strike midnight because they're going to continue to play this sort of sound hockey in hopes with Tockett, but they may need some roster augmentation at some point. And I think the fact still remains that they're going to have to clean up this thing from a salary standpoint. But we've said this in the past. Winning cares everything. Nobody's really talking about that stuff now, right? No, we're too busy talking about all the good stuff. So I just want to see this mm-hmm. replay and because Manko just comes in, little deek, 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 and he scores. <laughs> and he's also apologizes. He's so Canadian. It's awesome. Man, hockey's so easy. It's hockey. I mean, I make <laughs> it look super hard, but they make it look easy. Let's talk about, let's talk about what the I kind of brought up. Yeah. That didn't take long. Yeah, I know. Was it? Well, it did. Black Six goals. Black runs in. Yeah. Mackenzie Blackwood, yeah. Uh, oh, Blackwood. Or did I say Blackburn? I'm talking about uh, old Rangers goalie. Dan yeah, Blackburn. Dan Blackburn. He yeah. the uh, double two bl- blocker. Two blockers. That's right. Good, good pull. Good pull. Yeah. It's something. It's something. Good for him. Uh, speaking of protecting neck, let's talk about neck guards. So this this is one of those things. So Ted, I never played like league hockey. You obviously did mm-hmm. play minor hockey and. Neck guards has always been one of those things. There's been enough, and not just necks, but there's been enough cut accidents in hockey. That, some bad ones. And yeah, like exactly, a, some really bad ones. That, and unfortunately... Malarchuk, yeah. Richard Zednick comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we've seen ankles. We've seen Kevin Bieksa get cut on the ankle, right? Mm-hmm. So we've seen these things happen. And I look at hockey and... It's always been one of those things that I look at other sports, like other ice sports, and they have these protections like Kevlar, uh, you know, my kids speed skate. And they've got full Kevlar suits, cut proof suits. They've got, you know, cut proof um, 
Do the, do the girls wear neck guards? Yeah, yeah. And if, if you're... Full you, neck guards, yeah. Yeah, you either have to have a full neck guard if you don't have a full, like, up-to-your-neck Kevlar suit. But they also have, like, the cut-proof suits that go up to your neck. So, these... And these awesome. are suits. Like, this is material. This isn't, like, some stiff, you know, hard turtleneck that Alexi Yashin was wearing back in the day. Although, I think that was literally <laughs> just a shirt. It had, probably had zero protection. Yeah, it was Yashin, Kovalev, yeah. But how... How is hockey as a whole of every level, and it's happening really quickly, how has it taken so long for something like this to happen? And now it's being, it looks like it's being adopted in pretty much every league. And I mean, the NHL will be stubborn to adopt it because they're all millionaires, but. Oh, I'm sure they'll be last to adopt. They will be. I just, it seems like a really easy thing to fix. And I get the comfort factor. Like that's likely the main one, but there, there is technical fabrics out there of all kinds, and I'm thinking, like, how is there not a market? Like, this, think about it as a uh, profit thing. How is there not a product out there that people are trying to flog on the hockey market to make money? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it exists already, right? We know that, that it's all, it's, it's sort of all set up through minor hockey, neck guards. I mean, we started out with Timbits Hockey wearing neck guards, right? I don't remember when I stopped wearing a neck guard. I don't, I don't remember what stage of hockey that was in my life. And mm-hmm. I think that it, I, I, I have to believe that it's just like this old school coolness factor is the reason why, and I hate saying that sounds so lame, but the reason why more neck guards haven't been adopted. Right. I mean, and now time for some ads from DraftKings and Raycon. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers, they underline that, all customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this month. Make sure you guys check out all the upcoming lines and odds from the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Please make sure... That we're not doing advice for betting advice. You guys don't want to hear my advice. Go to DraftKings, figure out what they've got. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles LA 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources man is it getting chaotic for you guys I'm not quite ready for the craziness of Christmas and everything that goes on but I mean work's busy enough I mean this podcast is pretty busy and I got another one too. But it might be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now, like right now, before the crowds and pack calendars make shopping a total nightmare, especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off. That's half. That's half. Because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. You've heard me talk before about Raycon's products before. Do you guys not remember when we were doing Raycon back in the summer there? Just remember, Raycon makes a quality, quality product. Go to their website. Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds, known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features, like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. Let me tell you, folks, when you're podcasting, that makes a big difference. And this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. I can tell you about both of them. 
and I just might. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. Their faucet filter ultra filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is, you know, actually clean. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. This podcast has a few of those as well. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. Again, 50% off, that's half. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, trust Ryan, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buy Raycon dot com slash thpn to get 20 to 50 percent off site-wide that's buyraycon.com slash thpn to score up to 50 percent off raycon products buy raycon r-a-y-c-o-n dot com slash thpn if it just became the way everybody would be fine with it and i i, I point to visors with this and mm-hmm. you didn't have to wear a visor you didn't have to wear a helmet at one point and i remember you know, my dad telling me about guys that enter the league and started wearing helmets in days where you didn't have to. And, you know, those guys were losers and people look, looked at them as idiots. And then, you know, a cool 10 to 15 years later, and you only have a few guys left in the league that aren't wearing helmets, right? I mean, the progression was slow at first. And then when it catches on and it's grandfathered in, it starts to take hold a little bit faster. And I see no reason, right? I didn't even know that there was technical gear in cut proof lining that's basically like latex or lycra i mean that players are aware that skaters are wearing and speed skating and it doesn't affect them so I, no. I see really no reason why in the long run especially in light of recent events why why people wouldn't be more into wearing mm-hmm. gear like this i mean i can't believe that you know and i don't know if they are i guess i should ask the question that why hockey socks aren't cut resistant now too right i mean and yet they get example of that yeah. wearing Kevlar socks. And, and, and why is that not just the standard? Mm-hmm. So I, I can only believe that it's just the old school uh, of not wanting to, I've never had to wear a, a, you yeah. know, a neck guard through men's hockey. Why should I have to now? And I think that's just because correct, what if they just right? made I mean, it the law? If like it was you, just the rule, then it wouldn't matter. But like, look at bike helmets. Look at, I mean, right? You didn't have to wear a bike look helmet. At face before. masks in football. Exactly. It, it, was, it was just, it was, it was just a helmet, and then it was one bar, and then it was two bars, and then so on and so forth. Right? I mean, just make it you the law. Catch a player out there with a single bar, unless he was a freaking punter. Like, come on. And even then, he's probably got a quarterback helmet on. But even so, you're right. You were, you know, you and I are big time into football. You look at what the for concussions, how the helmets have changed. Right. You look at even baseball. I mean, the pitchers thing was pretty funny when they had, you know, the moon helmet. But, you know, there there are ways to do this. You can still make them look. I mean, cool is the wrong word, but you can make them effective without them being these bulky, gaudy pieces of equipment. There's just no way. And I've had this conversation with somebody before saying that it's a hindrance to me. It, like. But are you telling me that your neck guard is going to affect your ability to play hockey if every single person on the ice is wearing a neck guard? It, I no, it it doesn't. And I know like a coworker of mine, her son plays junior B, and I think Bauer has uh, like a thinner neck guard that is out there that uh, a lot of the players have already been wearing. This is prior to this incident, but I just I don't know. It just seems like such an easy fix, and yet. They, they just, it's resistant. And maybe the NHL will make some kind of mandatory thing by next year and they'll say, hey, listen, you know, this is what we're going to. And I don't know. It, all That's the guys the that are, but look at all the guys that are in the league right now. Who's the oldest player in the NHL right now? Maybe there might be a few 40 year olds. Until he just retired, probably had to be Joe Thornton. Okay. And how old's Joe yeah, Thornton? Like Joe Pavelski. You got a bunch of those guys. I'd say like early 40s. Yeah. Early 40s or late 30s even. So they're our age. So we're all we're we've all come up in life at the same time for this you know current NHL or younger, and it's not it wasn't like the old boys club and the old you know the old leagues when the I mean when we were growing up for a lot of people in our age group it was but basically everyone playing in the league right now let's say sixty to seventy percent of the league they've grown up with all these technological advances like hybrid sticks when did hybrid sticks come out? Mike Mark Giordano is the oldest guy in the league, but yeah. Mar- 
hybrid sticks came out was i shouldn't say hybrid but like you know two-piece sticks or yeah. even one-piece sticks like, yeah marcus Maslin was one of the last guys to be using a wooden stick exactly so what 2000 and retire that long ago 2005 let's say so you're trying to tell me that you guys can't figure this out i mean geez you got foldable cell phones already with with led screens so let's let's be yeah, honest foldable cell phones again yeah exactly like we had foldable cell phones that's not what i meant we have nothing wrong with my motorola yeah they're they're bringing back those uh the razor i think too so um anyway that's that's kind of my rant on that uh brock besser i need to like get this out there brock besser i'm so happy that he's still a vancouver canuck i everyone knows what i said last year everybody knows what i said in the preseason you know he was probably the most movable part you know a way to whether it's cap or just to give him a fresh start Brock's dealt with a lot, and we've gone over that ad nauseum. To see the kind of start he's had this season, and he's not the only one, but he's got, what, eight goals, we said, in in now his 10th game, which I believe is his best start ever, Ted. Would you would you agree with me? <laughs> I Maybe not that first that first nine-game stint. Oh, what happened in this? four four goals. That was significantly better. Wait, so you're saying four is better than eight? You're mathing. Okay. I disagree with you. So I'm saying this is his best start ever. That's something to be proud of. Like, we'll put that back in a little off air joke. Yeah. yeah, it's a inside joke. You don't have to get it, but it's still funny. It's pretty impressive of what Brock's doing. And if when everybody watches the highlights tonight, they're going to see that absolute laser beam shot off the boards, and Miller just comes in and just tap, 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 Peru. Oh my so. God, another goal. Here oh go. no, what happened? Seven nothing. It's getting out of hand. There was a fight that we missed. Seven goals by the half. Here comes the shutdown. Yeah. This is, uh, what is it called in uh, in NHL? Uh, score score adjusted or something Check like that? Score. No, what do they call it? Like, score adjusted. Score adjusted stats or something where you can't score a goal now, no matter how hard you try. You have a wide open net and you ring it off the post. Mm. <laughs> Lafferty. Banding. Yeah. Sam Lafferty, Miller, and Hughes. So Quinn Hughes has four points tonight. Yeah. That's insane. No big deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Brock is, it's, it's really great to, so I want to go through all these things, right? It's great to see him have the, the shot. I wouldn't, wouldn't say it's all the way back yet, but it looks really dangerous for the first time in like four years. Right. I mean, his skating looks really solid. The hustle is there. Talked all about the hustle. His hair looks as good as it's ever looked. His hair is looking really good this season. He's producing in the top six. He's scoring goals. They're not just the ugly ones in front of the net that he's learned to score over the last little bit. I believe you... Pushing uh, play, driving play on his stick, right? Wh- I mean... What did you say this season question. was for Brock? This is, the, this is his redemption. It's redemption tour. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's good. That looks so um, good. Also, because this is the um, next photo, I just have to show this one anyway. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. I got to ask then, Ryan. So Give me in light of like this phenomenal season that he's in the midst of at the moment really in the redemption tour is this the right time to trade brock besser oh don't do this to me man don't do this see if we're four it's been three years right three years of of are they gonna have to resign him? yeah i get you probably sign him because you know he's not gonna he's not gonna warrant the type of trade value in return. Ooh, they resigned him and he's waking way too much money. He's almost making seven mil a year. Like, okay, now we need Brock to start producing. Like, okay, nobody wants him. We got to trade him. We can't trade him because nobody wants to take on that level of salary for that level of production. This team badly needs to move money. I don't like the way this is going. Same guys that come up. Is this the right time to trade Brock? His value couldn't be higher. I think it could be higher if it goes on a little bit longer. But is it something where you let this ride out until the trade deadline, hoping that he has the level of production that he has? Is it something where you feel like you need to keep Brock throughout the remainder of the season to see what kind of playoff run you can go on? Mm-hmm. Is it something where you trade him in the offseason? Is it something where you've now completely reconsidered and you're keeping one Brock Besser and finding another way to alleviate ridiculous cash restrictions that are looming over this team? I or, think- or, or do you have another solution? Because at the end of the day, guy like Philip Peronik's going to have to be resigned and he looks like an absolute stud too. So why do we have so many, we have so many good things right now. It's like the opposite of the misfit toys. We can't have nice things. 
Yeah. We still have Jim Benning somehow taking away nice things from us. He's just, he's like, hey guys, I'm going to take your Brock away. That's not fair. That's not fair, Jim. Gotta bring my dogs. Oh, those are nice dogs, Jim. I'm gonna take. I'm leaving, and I'm taking my Brock with me. I'm taking my Brock away. I told you I'd be back for him. I, I think it, we're gonna start hearing the Connor Garland thing a little bit more. But the Connor Garland thing was a thing last year too. Yeah, but they had to move someone, and they haven't yet. So I think he's the guy they move. I think. I don't think they re up on Tyler Myers. So I think they clear and duh. I think they're gonna try to play this as close as humanly possible all season, which is gonna be super uncomfortable if there happens to be injuries that force guys to get forced back into the like you know the Ethan Bears or whatever. Like the the the, the Chris Tanev scenario, right? Every year they were talking about Chris Tanev gets hurt. Yeah, and now there's yeah. the rumors. Everybody seems to want Chris Tanev back. Go figure. So. I, mean, I love Chris Tanev. I, who doesn't love Chris Tanev? I mean, he's going to make smoking cool again, I'm pretty sure. He's going to come to the dressing room like, Chris, we don't smoke like... Cool hand, Luke. Yeah, Chris, we actually don't smoke cigarettes. So I was like, I smoke cigarettes. And Brock's like, I smoke cigarettes too. And it just starts from there. And everyone starts smoking. Don't endorse smoking. I'm, um, I'm clearly kidding. <laughs> if this was a calendar year ago, Ryan, and... We're talking about needing to make a trade. You're talking about Brock Besser. I was. 100% I was. We're, we're, we're one year later. We have all the same problems that we do before. Mm. Is Brock Besser now a guy that we can think of? Because Connor Garland's nice, I think. But that just goes back to the Raymond Ballard in a second thing, right? I mean, yeah, sure. Raymond and Ballard are there. But are you actually going to take our, our garbage? I'm not calling Gar Garland garbage. But he is a, a really small player that only has two points in nine games and makes a considerable amount of money. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's one piece of it is what I'm saying. That's, that's the first piece. Oh, they've got a few guys in the penalty box. Quinn Hughes did some bad things. He's a bad man. Uh, um, so what is, what is the solution then with, with Brock? Is it, is it a hold on? Is it a, is it a hold up? Is it a hold, hold on until trade? Is it trade now? while it's hot. So, I think, I mean, I'm looking at next year's roster. Pedersen's at RFA, so we could probably just assume he's not going to be here. I'm just I'm totally kidding. And I think here's the other thing. Like, you have one more year of Brock, so why would you trade away with, like, we're at the better version of a Tyler Myers, let's put it this way. We've got a guy now that has started to produce and is making the money, and we're thinking, well, after this year, we only have one more year. You've got Kuzmenko coming up at the same time, but you've got two more years of Connor Garland. You've got two more years of McKay, of which you cannot get rid of. Beauvillier is off the books, which he's making four, just over four schmilly. So maybe he's a guy. I don't know if you have to like retain a little bit for the rest of the year. I could see that happening. You're right. We talked about Teddy Bluger. Um, I mean, maybe it's a Nils Hoglander. He's making 1.1. If you can get rid of like a Garland... And I don't know if they move all these guys, but if it's like a Garland and like a Hoglander, that's like $6 million. And all of a sudden, you've got a little bit of breathing room and you can probably start working on like the Christian Willannans coming back up. You can, you know, uh, what's this pickle? Uh, like an Archdeep Baines maybe gets a few opportunities as injuries occur because it's going to happen. This team isn't going to be perfectly healthy, unfortunately. Hockey doesn't work that way. So... I think those are two guys that you could probably move. I mean, Huglander's definitely looking a lot better. He's become more of a, a PK threat as well. And, you know, he's got a little bit... He doesn't have that same flash that he had his rookie season. But I think on the right team, he's going to have some opportunities. And for Beauvillier, I think kind of the play on... Or what it sounded like, the play on it when they brought him in was, you know, maybe he is a moving chip already and we're just bringing him in. Like, we all thought they still were going to move him. Did we not? Beauvillier. Yeah. When he got brought over in that trade, yeah, did mean, we not think that, that he was still going to get moved at some point? Yeah, I, I, I thought that he was just a piece that they were going to move along. But So then why are again, we moving Brock like then? They, it seems like they had other plans for him. Well, I mean... Why are you sending Brock away, Ted? Season, we got, I, I'm not sending why are you away. Trying I'm just asking to, how Why are you breaking out. my heart? Because the conversation the conversation was one way when, at the end of last year. Oh, they scored again. A completely different way because a guy is playing really well, which they think is fantastic. But now you got to find a way to keep all your toys. Trade, and I don't know if getting rid, 
of a guy like Nils Hoaglander is a great idea if he's only making 1.1 right now. What happens in his restricted free agency year when he resigns? How much do you think Hoaglander is going to be worth? Uh, slightly more than he's making now. Not a lot more. So why would you want to trade? Why would you want to trade a guy who has some cost certainty that only makes like say 1.5? He gets because I think you've, if the Canucks are thinking, and this is sounds silly to say, but if they're if they believe they have some kind of a window going on right now, and you know, mm-hmm. run with me here, which, like which is part of the first question, yeah, yeah. So if they believe that they have some kind of competitive window in the next couple of years, they're going to have to keep Pedersen, so they're going to need as much money as they can possibly get. But you also have to have the guys around them. And I think guys at the end of the day, like if you look at this roster and take the cap away for two seconds and I'll get back into it. If you look at this roster, who do you want on that team to be surrounding these guys? You want Brock Besser on that team. You want Pedersen. You want JT Miller. Like I know you do. I'm I'm stating the obvious here. But what I'm trying to say is if you're going to get rid of these guys, that team looks differently as well. So unless there's a piece that is equivalent to him that is scoring goals at the pace, like we're finally seeing what we've been waiting for for five years, four years. I mean, do you just up and up and go and be like, well, thanks for thanks for finally producing. We got to ship you out. We're going to try I, to win I a different have way. A, a, like it's not a fantasy funny outlook on this. This isn't fantasy football. I'm not trading Chris Johnson to get a King's Ransom here. <laughs> I always have a funny outlook on this because we're always in this scenario where a trade needs to be made. And the only way for me to solve my problem is to remove the proverbial crap that's sitting on my roster. But the crap makes money. And for a while, Brock was playing like crap. Yeah. I think so he would have admitted that too. The, the, the moment that he's playing really well, all of a sudden he can't be a person that's traded anymore. But to get, but he's not even playing well. He's playing really well. Yeah, he's playing really well. But that's part of the problem, right? I mean, that he is playing really well. So, so I want to trade this guy because he's not playing well. But he's not worth anything because he's not playing well. But I need to solve my problems. So I still have these same problems a calendar year later, and now people will want him because he's playing well. But now I don't want to trade him because he's playing well. But Mm -hmm. I still can't solve my problem. So it's this weird. That's a catch. I don't know. That's a catch. 20, All of these 26. trades that we've talked about over this last year have resulted, or 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 have sounded like we've had to give up a sweetener. Mm-hmm. How many times have you said the word sweetener in the last two years? Oh, and I don't a like sweetener, sweetener to move a Myers, a sweetener to move Stivia. a Brock, a, a sweetener to move a Garland, whether it be a good prospect, which I certainly don't want to do, and this team can't afford to do it, or a pick, just as much, right? Mm-hmm. You got it. So if you if you can't move Brock now because he's too good, you're still in the scenario of having to trade a Garland and send a sweetener the other direction. So that's still a big loss. So I don't I don't know where they go from here. Yeah, those are it's a loss either way. You're you're sending a guy away that makes money and it's gonna cost you something else, but it helps you to keep the thing that you'd like to keep. Or you trade away the thing that you wanted to keep and don't have to add anything, but then you don't have that thing. What you're trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, if if Heronic keeps going the way he's going, he's going to get a massive pay raise. Massive. Well, and, and yeah, you're right. You brought him up, but a we righty, really haven't talked about him. years old. Our defense is a star, finally. Like, we actually have a defense for like, hey, <laughs> things are okay. I mean, again, Tyler Myers is on the third pair, and we're like, you know what? That's all right. Things are okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's scoring shorties. That shorty that he's, enough. you know, the play against uh, the Rangers was just, and he goes and scores that short handed goal. I'm like, maybe Tyler Myers is the answer that we've been, maybe he. Yeah, was, did he? I think he had this super bad giveaway that resulted in the goal by the by the Rangers, and then yeah. and then promptly scores a shorty to bring himself back to just, zero. Just unbelievable. Just net zero chaos. Yeah, somehow at plus five on the season, which is great. Yeah, um, it's it's just. Ugh. But, that's, that's a tough one, Ted. I don't like that conversation because aside from having a good trading partner, I'm really bad at trading and making value trades without trying to like <laughs> part off like the worst things and get the best things or someone taking advantage of me like a Cooper Cup trade. And, you know, I'll, I'll give you, you Brock. Friends, you got to. Yeah, I'll give you Brock you Besser call. for uh, who's your uh, fourth line uh, grinder in your AHL team? Like that's basically the equivalent <laughs> of the trade I made. So I just that's a tough one, man, because I think we're getting into that part of the season where, yeah, this is game 10. We're an eighth of the way through the season 
and the Canucks are looking pretty good. They have, what are we at? Is it five wins now? Six wins? Six wins. Yeah, it's eight nothing. Yeah, six wins, two losses. Well, it's about to be seven. So they're six, two, and one right now. Yeah, six, two, and one. And that one is, I'm still going to put that uh, under review because that was absolute garbage. The Saturday night game. You Did you watch the Rangers-Canucks game? I watched half of it. Okay, did you see overtime? Yeah. Okay. Wild. Yeah. So the wild thing is that game, I mean, because Manko should have scored that one. I think uh, Shesterkin was playing out of his mind, which is par for the course when you're cheering for the Vancouver Canucks. The opposing goaltender has a Vezina-like performance. So, well, and he has a Vezina-like goaltender. And he's, in that case, it it fits. And then, <laughs> yeah, so some sometimes it checks out. But then... We're in their zone, and there's a, a blatant tripping call. I mean, you could have called it a few things. You could have called it interference. You could have called it tripping. They go the other way, and they score. Now, that's a bummer when it's the game-winning goal. But something like that, how does that call not happen? And, of course, Ron, Ron McLean's like, well, the game's really fast. Like, listen, we all saw yeah, what... Yeah, but Ron is... No, Ron I know. Stripes Union. Like, yeah. But we all saw that it's, play. It's, it wasn't clean. Like, that was a flat-out tripping call, and it was not called. Yeah. I mean, it, it, look, it's a lot easier for me to be pissy about and, and be upset about on a, on, a, on a season like the last few seasons where literally every game is integral to us making the playoffs right yeah so thank you for connects making the playoffs right like this whole like you know you can't make the playoffs in december but you can miss the playoffs in december like it's it really does ring true right and when you're getting blown calls like that early on it it, it sucks right i mean but this team i think it's a little bit different the way this team works right? i don't I mean, think, I think a, they sort yeah. of have to look past that type of thing and and like there's no such thing as a a good win or a bad win when you're looking at the the entirety of an 82 game schedule, right? They're all wins. Yeah. Like, and they're going to get screwed on some things, right? There's nothing saying that they would have won that game for sure, but the refs certainly contributed to them losing. I feel like. Yeah. I, like I said, but cause Manko should have scored that gonna, goal and it would have been a moot point. Sure. Exactly. It wouldn't have mattered. And that's sort of where I was going. It wouldn't have mattered if Kuzi just scored that goal to begin with, but it's going to even out over the entirety of the season. Right. I mean, there's going to be a game Hold up. down the road. Nice. Now There's going to be a game down the road where Kuzi goes in and buries it right before right before time expires in the third period, and we're not going to get involved in a tripping call in overtime as a result. Like, mm-hmm. it just it just doesn't matter, right? I mean, it's like the whole like, did you watch the Beckham series on Netflix yet? I've seen about half of it so far. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, there was the whole, you know, the him taking a penalty in the world cup right yep the the flagrant kick we all remember that right mm-hmm. and him getting absolutely lambasted by all the english about how they've ruined their chances and and what a selfish play to get carded and leave the field but nobody remembers that they had opportunities at penalty shots at the end of the game with world-class players playing in him where they could have just scored and ended it there but no they had to go back and it was beckham's fault right i mean the same thing i mean later later on it was his fault <laughs> Yeah, later was. on in years, but it doesn't. Yeah, it's a bad. One. It doesn't matter though. Is sort of what I'm saying. It's this is we're gonna miss a call early on, but we're gonna get some shit in our favor a little bit further down the road. So Absolutely. I don't really care where you where you don't want to see that. Probably is like in the final game or the season or a pivotal spot or a win and you're in. Like that's the kind of stuff. That's where it's gonna start to piss me off. Right now, game whatever nine six seven. Step. I don't care about that Step. stuff. Okay. No, for when that call was. All made. right. That's fair. Yeah. Game eight. Game eight, I'm pretty I, sure. I think it's just it does it doesn't add enough color if you're like what do you think and I'm just like I don't care so I feel like I have to. Well, I appreciate I appreciate bit. you showing care for the show. I do. Yeah, it's it was a, as I said that game. It, we'll just talk about it for a couple more seconds. That sure. game had a lot of fun to it. Like it was, they were down, and then they come in, they go ahead, they score. You know, a couple shorties. Things are looking pretty good. Obviously, they have a couple penalties that do not go their way. Like, just a little bit laziness on the team. 
and they tie it up. Obviously, five on threes are a pretty easy way to score, not for the Canucks, but every other team. And, you know, it does go to overtime. Now, you're right. I think you can look at it and think, well, we got a point out of it, even though we lost. And you got to take something out of that. I think things have gone so well with this Canucks team so far that we're looking at a play like that and thinking, we deserve that point. We deserve that extra point. Like, this is yeah. actually... We're, we're, we hopped, I think we hopped a season. Let's, let's be honest for a second. I think in this rebuild, retool, whatever we're going to call this, I think the Canucks skipped a season this year. I think they skipped a, a progression season. I, I, I'm just going to say slow your roll again. No, no, like, no, no. Just, I'm not just, like, just, just I'm joking about, about the, I'm joking about the whole Stanley cup thing. Let's, let's be honest here, but I'm no, also know, saying, but we're talking about it. You think this is like, you know, a top end team in the West right now. I, they're playing. They're playing like one, but no, I don't. I still think when push comes to shove, PDO is gonna even out, and the Canucks are gonna be. They're gonna be in there. I don't see them winning the division, but I also don't see them being the eighth place team either. I think this no. is a good enough team. All I'm saying is, they've jumped a season in progression because usually they're baby steps with this team, right? And I don't think they took a baby step from last year to this year. I think there were so many things that happened, like a full training camp, a full offseason with Rick Tockett. I think Petey's locked in, you know, having Quinn Hughes just like, boom, he's a captain. Quinn Hughes is the captain. He's playing out of his mind right now, but he has been for the last few seasons. He's just taken his next big jump. We've got a Brock Besser. Now that's one of those outliers. I think JT Miller is playing the way we've hoped he would play takeaway contract and everything else. Like this is the guy that we were happy slash mad about because he's doing all these extra things. We have all this depth everywhere and we didn't have all these things last year. We had storylines, we had problems and we had a few bright lights like a Kuzmenko. Now, like when he scores, like, Oh yeah, we have Kuzmenko. And you know, he, Kuzmenko isn't exactly like, he's not the story this year. He's just one of the stories like, oh, yeah, he's having a pretty good start to the season, too. But we're talking mm-hmm. about the guys that have been here for a while. We're talking about Heronic. We're talking about McKay of being back. And I mean, we're talking about, you know, fourth lines that are holding up in, you know, late Fun in the game. Stuff, right. It's and that's why I think they've jumped a season of progression, because knowing the Canucks, this would have taken at least another season to get to like this, this full of a team. Yeah, and, and they need it, quite frankly, right? I mean, maybe there was lessons learned during the Boudreaux run and the end of season talk it run that sort of accelerated this. There was all this talk, remember, last year, and I think people forget about this, that why bring talk it in now, mm-hmm. right? Like, why why bring him in at this point in the season and then you get the new coach bump and then we miss out on the Bedard sweet stakes and blah, 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 like all this stuff, right? But maybe this is why. Maybe Maybe they needed that end of season push to get early roster like continuity and and expectations and systems set prior to leaving for for the off season with again setting expectations about what health and fitness needs to be at heading into the next season current level fitness everybody seemed to have got the message maybe not dakota joshua but we're getting there now right i mean maybe maybe that's what it was maybe that was the expedited process was the end of season with with talk it and you could be right i think hindsight last season was a tire fire there was good stuff there was heartbreak but there are some real lessons i think real talk (laughs) real talk right now they had a ted talk maybe who knows yeah yeah they just i just they they needed and they needed guys on the low end of the roster to step up and i don't think that they had the firepower of consistent players on the low end to step up so they went out and found some and they did it at a cheap price i mean yeah, they gave up a fifth to get their hands on Lafferty, but you know, in terms of the dollar value, he's not that much. Would you say he's already then, paid off that draft pick? Yeah, I, I, I mean, early I on, he's had so. pretty pretty massive dividends so far. Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, the, the Hoaglander thing for a guy that's been able to fill in in the top six as well as the bottom six, he's a nasty little Tasmanian devil on the wall. Di Giuseppe performing way above expectations. I mean, you go down the list, you got a guy like Jack Stadnika who was just an absolute train wreck his first mm-hmm. season in Vancouver, who is not really pushing for a roster now he's spot. A train. Sort of making this, yeah, he's making those guys at the bottom of the roster take notice of the fact that he's there to steal their jobs. And we don't have to pre- pretend to 
depend on the guys like, you know, d- depend on Kuzmenko and Hoaglander, even though Hoaglander is doing his part because we've brought in talent, right? I mean, again, the, the suitor and, and we haven't even seen Teddy Bluger yet, but that's a lot of veteran quality players that are going to play in your bottom six that don't cost a whole lot. And that just gives the younger guys another year to develop. So, and this is where, and I want to dial back on the whole uh, Hoaglander thing. They held on to him long enough where they've actually developed him properly and they've let him, you know, grow up in the AHL. They forced him in the NHL right away, send him down. So when it does, when it does come time to trade, if that's what they're going to do, maybe it was a good thing. They didn't trade him away when they, probably could have or should have. So that's all I'm saying is now you've got a guy that you've developed enough where you can put him on another team and like, you know what? We held on long enough. We actually got value instead of a sweetener. Maybe he's a sweetener, but because you're trading away two guys, you know, you're going to give away some talent and maybe you get, maybe all you get is like a fourth round draft pick for two guys, or you bring back somebody in the deal that goes to the AHL. I I think there's opportunity there. That's all. I'm going to challenge you on that thought only because you're saying like, why would we trade Niels Hoaglander if we weren't going to get what he was worth because he was underperforming and now we've developed him and developed him and he's really started to pay off and play well. And, and, you know, now we can think about him as a really quality trade piece. Isn't that exactly the same as Brock Besser? I think the, the talent level is higher on Brock Besser. If you have the same thing, sure, would you know, the, is the theory not the same, but if the theory is the same, absolutely. I'm yeah. just saying, would you not trade the guy that, you know, the guy you'd rather trade instead of the other guy, if they both had the same, you know, kind of turnaround, I mean, it would be, you'd be stupid to trade the better guy. If you could trade, you know, the lower end guy, then you get to hold on to what you wanted instead of having to give up, you know, that main piece. And maybe, maybe they, maybe they get rid of both and it's a, it's a hard lesson for the Canucks to have learned, but I will almost always be of the mindset that you keep the wonder, the younger player at a cost controlled salary, and continue to develop yeah, but that's and the, you remove the that's older the player th- on your that's roster. That's the thinking way that, of talking, Ted. That's I don't operate that way. Like, hey, I love Brock, but I know. man, if you can get a haul for him now that he's worth something, why would you not do that? I don't think it would be stupid, man. I don't know. I'm sure I'll be told by a million people that it is. I just don't know. I, I like where you're coming from. It comes from a place of love. It comes from a, It comes from a place of I just want to see a Stanley Cup. So I get that. I get that. I get what your end game is, and that's fine. Speaking of an end game, and we'll try to close out on this. Uh, no, it's not the Canucks' top six in power play. The Ottawa Senators are officially fined a first round pick either next year, the year after, or the year after that. They fired Dorian after after this all happened. So new owner comes in, buys the team from. Are you talking about the the Las Vegas Raiders? Or are you talking about the Ottawa Senators? I know this is so crazy. <laughs> The fact they happen in like within days of each other, a day of each other. So new guy comes in, buys the senators from the Melnicks, pays a a tidy sum of money. I think a few Ooh, tidy sum. I think Good, a, uh, I think a, a, a what a billion dollars or something like that. So that's a lot of cash. And he finds out that he's gonna be punished for owning this team because of a trade that was botched and now the punishment comes down that it's a first round pick. I don't know if there's any money that he had to to pay as well. And he just kind of laughs. It's like, well, we had an investigation going on and he just joked. He's like, well, maybe it just drove it up so they could get more money out of me. Like he understands what's going on. He got screwed. Like the NHL's like, ah, we really need you to buy this team. Some bad stuff's going to happen, but it's like me pulling my, you know, grabbing that fantasy football team a couple of years ago in your work league. And I got to come in there and I'm like, oh, well, this guy's team sucks, but okay. And I don't have any picks. <laughs> so like, it's, you know, there's, it's whatever. He's, you know, I'm going to build this team on my own. I want to be in another league. And then come the draft, I find out I don't have a draft pick till the fourth round, actually almost the fifth round. I'm like, what did I inherit here? Like, did nobody bother to tell me, oh, by the way, yeah, the guy bled his team dry. Um, but thanks for the 40 bucks. <laughs> like, that's basically the same thing. Except, yeah, except for 40 bucks is like I can afford that $400 million yeah like that's insane so I mean once again the NHL absolutely botching this so because of a trade that shouldn't have happened they get fined a first round pick but then there's the Chicago Blackhawks and this has been seen on Twitter as well you know they cover up sexual abuse and everything else and what do they get they get the next generational they talent get Connor Bedard. 
<laughs> Same thing. Uh, I just, man, I, I don't, I have no faith in the NHL whatsoever to make the proper decision. And it, the way they run their league is so Mickey Mouse in so many ways oh. that it that it's just, yeah, that it's mind boggling. I, I don't know how they even sometimes call themselves part of the big, the big four. It's, it's downright pathetic. It just, I, it's so icky. And I'm going to use that word because it's the easiest word to use in this. It's, like it's, it's just, icky. it's, it's Luongo cap recapture. It's, oh, it's, it is it's first round draft picks. It's Bedard to the fucking Blackhawks. It's, it's pride jerseys. It's, it's, it's black lives matter. It's all that stuff, man. Yeah. It's so it's, it's bad. And I feel like we talk about it too much on this thing, but it's, it's terrible. It's, they're bad. It's a, it's a, I have no faith in this league whatsoever. None. I mean the Canucks. We got faith in the Canucks. Yeah. I mean yeah. that's a and whole. It's why, that's it's a whole why other I don't episode. care about what's going on in, in <laughs> Ottawa, right? Because okay, they got screwed by a first round draft pick. Like okay, well, par for the course. Nice to see it happens to other teams. Yeah. Kinda. Kinda, kinda. sorta. Oh, it just wow. The fact that these are real things. That, like when I saw that come down the the line there and. That's the news. I'm like, pardon me, did what? Mm-hmm. You're, and I mean, yeah, it happened. But you're gonna now punish the new team of this? I, I guess because there's a GM there that pulled this off. But yeah, I mean, why not though? We're still being punished by Benning. Yeah, we are. We're kind of being punished by by Benning and Gillis a little bit, but a little bit, not a lot. I mean, he did. He 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 did. Saying. He did sign Luongo. <laughs> he yeah, but the, right there, that's the perfect example. Signs Luongo. That's too much. Seems like you've. That seems like you found a way around the rule. Um, so, in the spirit of the game, we're going to penalize you after the fact. Shea Weber signs a deal. Uh, guys, I want to Stanley Cup mm. with Vegas. Awesome, man. So in the spirit of the game, we realize that if we put the cap recapture penalty on the Shea Weber contract, that it might actually just collapse this NHL franchise that we've just installed. We're going to let it slide. Let's just say he's hurt. I don't even think I'm being that like. That's the literal thing that happened. <laughs> yeah. It's what a frustrating league, but that's okay. You know what? I'll continue to tune in. Not really for the game that is currently. Is it back on yet? The game, the the game, the players, the, the the like all of it. It's all fun to watch. The league and how it's run. Yeah, is the Canucks game back on yet? I'm trying to reload here. Uh, no, not that's yet. probably for the best. Look at that Shorthouse and Tomlinson at the moment. Wow, eight nothing though. Good, good for you, Sharks. Um, that pretty much does everything that we need to do. We haven't brought back dudes and guys yet. We won't do that this week. We'll get it back. I, I will give I will give an honorable mention and a guy that probably wouldn't have been selected as a dude, but I want to go back to that Rangers game again real quick. Real barn burner, real close game. Man, the JT Miller line to me was was really, really good. And I think that he somewhat sacrificed his ability to collect points in bundles the last little bit by like almost operating as the top shutdown guy against the other team's star. He was all over Zabinajad. And the I know, a full-on defensive JT looks like he's here to stay for the next little while. I like JT Miller. My daughter yeah. loves JT Miller, so Timothy he, Timothy. He has to stay. Um, you guys, this has been a lot of fun. This has been a, a good show today, Ted. We had our football show last night. I know we're two two nights in a row here. It's been a busy week. But this was good. We I got some stuff off my chest. You also got some stuff off your chest. I believe you did. Like verbally. I don't even know I had it on my chest. I don't, it's a little mustard right over here. It's okay, but it was good. I had I had a lot of fun tonight. This was this was eventful. This was as eventful as a eight nothing connects game. As I said, this is uh, the PP One podcast. We're on the Hockey Podcast Network. DraftKings promo code THPN. Go in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download it. Go to your phone. Maybe you're an iPhone. Maybe you're a, an Android. Go it. Download it. Get involved. THPN. Go make some magic happen in uh, the fantasy sports. Go make some bets. That's okay. Um, I don't know if you were paying attention. I kind of had the speaker on for the TV in the background here for the game. So that couple, they left the game. Uh, I don't think Thanksgiving is going to be good this this year for those people. So 
We'll have to. Are you sure they didn't just leave the game, not because they were fighting, but because it's eight nothing Vancouver? Or it's an intermission, and maybe they're coming back. I'm not yeah. sure. So, who knows? Maybe things get better. Maybe we find out about them down the road. Tough to say. Tough to say. You have a lot of fun today. You have a lot of fun. Oh yeah, always. This, this was a lot of fun. Are we doing the mustache thing? Is that has that been decided? I trimmed mine a lot. Yeah. So my, do you want to do the mustache thing? I, there's, I don't, but I do. So. I'm willing to... Should I just see if I can catch up to you over the course of this month? So what should we do? What's what's the thing here? What are, what are, like, are we... I'm not shaving. I'll tell you that for free. You're... Okay, you're not going to go down to the wood. I'm not going... I'm not going to, uh... The, not going to that. No way. Okay, I'll... I did notice it was trimmed down. A lot. So why don't I start... Why don't, why don't we both start right now? And see where we can get this thing to go. So, do I have to like? I mean, I don't want to get rid of the handlebars, but I think you, in fairness, I think you should get rid of the handlebars. So just up to the lip. Yeah, and then whatever you want to do past that point. So start at the lip and let her rip. So we we could just go straight up business class mustache. Just like a a man's mustache. Just the. Okay. Just your dad's mustache. Yeah. Okay. Let's see where that goes. Okay. And then just let it rip till uh till the thirty first. Sure. Of November. Yeah. Uh, like we're doing November at work. Um, most most of the people most of the people that are in the November team at work are, are ladies and they're doing fitness goals. Oh, okay. They're not growing their. Which I think is great. They're not they're growing the hair out on their legs or anything. No, nah, nothing like that. They're, so they're still raising money. We're still raising money, but I think I'm going to take part of some of these fitness goals too, and I'll just try to grow. I'll just see where this thing goes over the next. So this is more of just a. Well, this is more of just I, a you me bet, no money, no nothing, just like a, yeah, a high gentleman's. And high, maybe we'll do a little bet after the fact. Who's got the better stash? But we'll do some high and tight, well managed, well manicured, very professional mustache. So you have a beard though. So are you shaving uh, the beard? Yeah, but I won't. I won't have the beard the whole time. No. Okay. So, but you're gonna keep it. Beard's gonna come and go. Yeah. Okay. So I got it. So we got to cut to. The end result should be something by the thirty first. How about that? Okay, I. But just quick question: meantime, Does will, November have? Get... Does November have thirty one days? I'm not even sure. No. Okay. I don't know. No, it doesn't because October has thirty one. Right, the month prior. So okay, so tonight we're we're two days into the month. Tonight we're gonna do it. I'm I'm three days into this beard, so. Okay. I think we yeah, can do that's this. Good timing. So we'll check in. Oh, this is gonna. This is tough for me. This is tougher than the Brock Besser thing. So this is. I think you should just for a minute black. <laughs> I would really like to see that. Oh, that'd be. Maybe I'll do frosted tips on mine. Frosted tips and a black. Don't do that. I tried that. It looks awful. Bleach. I bleached everything. This is back in my my youth. Did the sideburns. Did the goatee hair. Everything. It went like salt and pepper within like a day. I wasn't paying for it back then, but still. It was a good look for that day and maybe the next day. And by the time like two days had gone by, it was just all. So we'll be some version of the mustache for every show this month. Okay. So I oh, frick, now I gotta go trim this It'll thing. Be fine. It'll I know. Be fine. I know. But you, this is this is me. This is all I have left. <laughs> I like your tallest. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're builtier though. So anyway, this has been fun. Let's go. Go Canucks, go. I'm going to catch a third period because it started late. This has been a lot of fun, Ted. I had a fun time with you today. This yeah. is great. Um, yeah, Canucks, Canucks show. This is a Canucks show. People One Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Thanks also to uh, Jordan uh, Bowman and uh, White Arndt on uh, Trust the oh, po- yeah, Process. They've yeah. given us a lot of great shout-outs, so shout-out right yeah. back to you boys. Um, things are going well over there. Great to hear you back on the network. We probably just have them on again at some point. We're going to have to do that for sure. So, yeah. uh, On behalf of Ted and myself... Uh, I'm Ryan. That's that's myself. That's what I meant to say. Uh, people on podcast, hockey podcast network. Third time I've said that. Peace out.